Pre-reg is around the corner for a lot of newly graduated optometrists. And so if you're concerned and you're worried about your pre-reg and you're worried on how it's going to go and you want some tips, then you are in the right place because today I'm going to be sharing things that I wish that I knew before my pre-reg. So let's get into it. It's the 2020 podcast. Hello lovely listeners and welcome back to another episode of the 2020 podcast. I hope you are all well. I'm so sorry that I've been so MIA these past few months. It's literally been so bad and so busy but I am back with some more content and more good vibes and today I'm going to be talking to you guys about things that I wish I knew about pre-reg because when you hear about pre-reg everyone just scares you. There's like genuine horror stories about pre-reg and they make it seem like it's the worst Last year of your life and you're just going to have the most awful, awful time. But I have to say that I had quite a positive pre-reg experience and I want to share some tips and things that I wish that I knew before I started my pre-reg, which would have made my journey even more smoother. So let's start off with a few things that you should do before you actually decide where you're going to do your pre-reg. So normally it's a really nerve-wracking process because you've either worked part-time somewhere and you've seen pre-regers do their thing or you're going into a brand new store. So these are the two things that I think you should do before you start your pre-reg. So the first thing is I think you should speak to the old pre-reg in your store. So this is so important because it gives such a good insight of what it's going to be like. You know, what's the support going to be like? What are the customers? is like, am I going to hit on my targets? Am I going to see all the patients that I need to see? And it's really important. Now, I'm not going to lie, the moment you talk to the pre-reg from your store, I can almost 90% guarantee that it's going to be negative feedback because people tend to just home in on the negative onus of pre-reg. So just take everything that they say with like a massive pinch of salt. But also listen to them because genuinely, they're going to give you the best insight on what your experience is going to be like. Next thing that I genuinely would recommend that you do is I think you need to meet and you need to talk to your supervisor. I think you genuinely need to have a one-on-one situation or conversation with them and just be like, look, I'm going to be starting my pre-reg. What sort of support do you provide? Because the relationship you have with your supervisor is so key they literally teach you everything that you're going to know so you learn from their habits so if they're good clinically you're going to be good clinically if they're really bad clinically and they're better on a more commercial side of things and they take a lot of shortcuts then you're going to be learning that so if that's the kind of route you want to go down then perfect but if not then you need to make sure that you know what they do like I still do all the things that my supervisor taught me to do and it's just ingrained in me now so having like knowing what your supervisor is like is going to be so important because they're the ones that teach you everything and they also stay behind and help you so you need to have a really good relationship with them because if if they don't like you they will make your life genuine hell now this year I actually experienced being someone's supervisor for the first time and being from a pre-reg side of things, you know, you just have your pre-reg to worry about and it is what it is. But when you actually become fully qualified, being a supervisor is actually really difficult as well because you're running this full 20-minute clinic, you have this pressure of conversion, you may be doing other things like mechs, and then you also have supervising a pre-reg. Now, 
when you're in the middle of your clinic and you're just moving a little bit mad in the day and then your pre-reg is like can you help me with something or if you want to stop your clinic and you want to show your pre-reg something you're not going to do that unless you really genuinely rate that pre-reg and you have a good connection with them so countless times I have stepped out of my busy clinic knowing that my clinic's going to get delayed just so that the pre-reg can see and learn from you know the anterior uveitis that I'm seeing and the flares and cells in the anterior chamber so Having a good working relationship with them is really key. And it's, I think this is make or break for a pre-reg because the support is so important. The third thing that I think you should do, even though I only said there was two points, there's actually three, is I think you need to, if you've not worked in the store that you're going to be at, definitely visit the store. Maybe do like a little trial day or sit in on a few eye tests or something like that because you need to know what to expect. Like, is it busy? Is it quiet? What's the clientele like? And just familiarize yourself with the general vibe of the energy on the shop floor and also in the optum room as well. Okay, so once you have decided where you're going to be doing your pre-reg and you start your pre-reg, at the beginning, you need to definitely, definitely look after yourself physically because it's so challenging and it's such a steep slope and you're literally like sweating buckets in your first few weeks because everything that you've learned is now happening and you now have this patient in front of you. So it's a lot of learning, so you need to look after yourself. So I remember when I started my pre-reg, I just was not drinking any water and you get so dehydrated and you get headaches so make sure you drink water make sure you have a really healthy lunch and you eat lunch on time as well um and also make sure you go out on your lunch break go for a little walk change of scenery is so important the next point which is really key is make sure you begin your logbook on the right foot so when you start your pre-reg you need to log every single patient that you've seen you need to log their customer number and um, what the patient presented with and a little sort of what is it like an explanation of what the patient was so what I did um, was I bought like a little notebook and then the prescription labels that would come out of the machine I would stick in the notebook and then I would write the patient's age who my supervisor was and what the patient was so for example like type 1 diabetic R0 M0 no AMSA distortion and myopic for example so beginning your logbook is so important so make sure you do that genuinely and you want to fall into really good habits so the first good habit I would say is make sure you update your logbook regularly so what I would do is I would associate my logbook with something fun because I hated doing it so much so I remember when Love Island was on in the summer I would just sit there for an hour and update my logbook while Love Island was on and I had that power hour in the evening of watching awful tv and just being productive at the same time so that's a really good thing because at the beginning of every visit that you have you have to have an up-to-date logbook and if you have loads of patients to put into the logbook it is so jarring and it actually takes so long so you don't want to be in that situation the second thing I would say is of falling into good habits is make sure you use one day a week to complete the admin side of stuff so you want to um, maybe get some notes ready go over some patient records that you weren't too sure about like familiarize yourself with different things and also prepare for your visits as well because when you're working you realize that work takes up so much of your actual free time that if your visits in a month's time if you revise on the weekends and you don't and you can't work after your day of work like for me I could never revise when I came home from work it was just a no-go situation you only have eight days in the month to prepare for your exam so you need to be organized so using one day a week for admin is so key 
The next thing I would say is make sure you ask your supervisor for help. So this comes under the whole having a good relationship with a supervisor. So I remember I would every time I'd rat a kid, I would knock on my on my supervisor door and be like, "Can you just check this rat? Can you just check this rat?" And this was literally until right until the end of my pre-reg. Like so, I was always asking for help, and I think that's really important because very rarely will the supervisor come to you and say, "I've got something exciting to see." You have to go to them. Go to them with the photos. Go and learn from them and soak it all up. Um. On top of that, see if you can plan like monthly meetings with your supervisors and maybe present some cases or some things you're not too sure about because it's such great learning for you, especially if you've got a supervisor who's quite clinically aware and doing lots of online courses and higher qualifications because they can teach you stuff, which is so helpful in everyday life of optics. So when you have your stage one, your visit one and two coming around, it's really important that you stay in contact with all your old university friends because most of the time, like for me, for example, I did have another pre-reg in my store so it was just myself so when I had questions about the course and about the whole registration program I didn't know who to ask so keeping in touch with old uni friends was really important and also if you do your pre-reg with a multiple generally they have courses two or three times a year where you get to meet other pre-regs and that was so good because I met so many people and you actually end up sometimes meeting people who have the same assessor as you so then you can chat with them and be like okay so I didn't pass this competency what did you present because that same assessor will have the same marking technique so chatting to other pre-regs is really important I definitely think that is a good idea and also make sure you check in on your friends because each person has such a different kind of experience with pre-reg it's not like university where everyone goes through the same thing some people go through really great experiences and some people go through really awful experiences and it can be really stressful and mentally really draining and you just want to check in on your friend mentally like are you actually okay how is it going like let's just chat about what's what's happening like if you're having an awful time I can help you so checking in on your friends is so key just mentally for them Okay, now after you finish your stage one, you're generally around the middle of your pre-reg. And the middle of your pre-reg, I think, is a really exciting time because you're gaining more confidence, you're enjoying the job a little bit more, and you're becoming a little bit... It's the, the kind of learning pace has slowed down a bit, and you're kind of plateauing off, and you're really learning to enjoy it. Now, around this time, you'll probably have your hospital placement. Hopefully, if the COVID regulations lift a bit more, you can actually go into the hospital rather than doing it virtually. Now, for me, the hospital placement is still, and still is to this day, the most valuable experience I had within optics. I still think about my two weeks in St. Thomas's, and I remember learning about macular holes and all of these things, and I still refer back to the notes that I made on that placement. So I would say make sure you pay attention, bring notepads, ask questions, because truly you're not gonna be rubbing shoulders with ophthalmologists in the way that you are. So ask all the questions that you need to, because you're not gonna get that experience again. So that is my first piece of advice. The second piece of advice I would say is now that you're working in a more fast paced environment, your testing time has maybe dropped a little bit. You may be on about 35 minutes tests, which can be a little bit challenging, especially if you're running a single pre-reg clinic. So what I would suggest doing is getting a memory stick. If you work in a place where there's a computerized record system, of course, get a memory stick or open up a document and just call it templates and just write your common referrals in there. So for cataracts, for AMD, for glaucoma, for ocular hypertension and have them all ready so that when you have a patient who you're referring for cataracts, you can copy and paste all the information in to the record system and it makes your life so much easier. So for mine, I've got referrals for so many different things. So for suspect 
papilledema to anterior uveitis to keratoconus to all these things I also have like management for things like dry eye for lofty for headaches and all these things lofty for double vision so you can become a thorough optometrist in a fast-paced environment so that is really important and so key The other thing I would say, and this is important, and sometimes this can get lost when you're working in a fast-paced environment because you get really gassed at yourself for doing so well that you forget to take your time in the test room, you know? Because during pre-reg, it's the only time where you'll be able to take as long as you want in the test room. Because for now, if I take longer than half an hour in the test room, it probably will get flagged up. Use your opportunity of being a pre-reg really wisely and make sure you use your time well. So do things like the dry rare, do things like the at, do things like the RGP fitting because you're not going to have time in the future to consolidate your knowledge like how you do when you're a pre-reg so that is so important and don't get too gassed about like moving on to the fropter and being quick and focusing on the numbers because it's just not about that like a good optom does not just focus on numbers and that brings me to my third my third? I don't even know what point I'm on now. That brings me to my point of conversion pressure. So when you are now doing a little bit better, you become a lot more valuable to the store. So you're maybe doing about 13, 14 eye tests a day. You're bringing in a little bit more money and sometimes directors can come and chat to you about your conversion and about your test time. But being a pre-reg is not about numbers and sales. Like that will come with time. Honestly, I can tell you that. Like I used to focus so much on numbers and sales, but now becoming more qualified I just don't care like it literally just happens sometimes I'll just I'll be like oh I've made no money today I don't even care and then I look and it'll be like two grand like how's that even happened that will literally come and you have your whole career and you have your whole literally your whole career to be worrying about numbers and sales so as best as you can try not to let it engulf you and just really focus on what is important in pre-reg because learning how to do rat goldman all these things are so important and not just like oh yeah lad, did he buy glasses? You know, it's not about that. (laughs) Now we're going to come on to my advice for when you are finishing off your pre-reg. So I think after your stage two, um, when that's done, you then move on to your OSCEs. And this is a really good time to consolidate and think about, you know, your next steps. You're going to be hopefully passing your OSCEs soon. Speak to your directors and see, you know, what is my pay going to be like? What's the situation going to be like? And decide, like, do you want to stay here? Do you want to move elsewhere? So that's a really important thing to think about rather than just like finishing OSCEs. The second thing I would say is when it comes to OSCEs, I would say make sure you do book a course or consider booking a course. So I know that Johnson & Johnson do a step program, but if you don't do your step throughout the whole year, they don't let you on it. So I was like super disorganized. I never did my step, but I was just blanking all the emails. So I ended up paying £200 to do an online, it wasn't even online, it was an in real life OSCE course. Um, And it was actually really good because OSCEs is not like anything you've ever done before. You never stood up and managed a patient. So it's really important to get into the the groove of how it's done because this OSCE setup is really weird. And if you've never done it before, you're going to be a bit confused because you're outside, you're reading something, you're digesting it, you're then going in and doing it. And there's a lot of room for errors. So doing the £200 OSCE course and making sure you get practice is much better because you don't want to end up failing at OSCEs even if you do fail it it doesn't really matter but you don't want to end up failing it and then paying like £600 for the new course because the college make you pay bucks and they don't even take Amex so you can't even get those points 
Now, the third and final thing that I would say, which is, I think, the most important point of this whole podcast, if you don't listen to anything, just listen to this point and just know your worth in optics because in in your store, because pre-regs, I feel so sorry for pre-regs because they tend to get taken for a bit of a ride. And especially if you've got a director who's not that nice, they can take a lot of advantage from you. Like you're you are the most knowledgeable on the shop floor team. You're the most valuable asset to the team because you have so much knowledge and sometimes more knowledge than the actual qualified optometrist because you've you've come out of university the most recent. So you know your stuff. And because you're not getting paid that much, the directors love having pre-regs because they make you so much money. They have the least amount of input for the most amount of output. So know your worth and just don't get taken for a ride okay know your worth and just don't get treated like bad because you are worthy <laughs> I sound like I'm like, I'm like you are worthy you are beautiful you are strong but genuinely you are all of those things so don't think that if I can't pass my pre-rage I'm going to get fired and I'm never going to be hired again and bloody blah, blah blah because honestly optics needs pre-regs they need pre-regs more than more than they need fully qualified optometrists sometimes so know your worth honeys that's so important right guys so that is everything from today's little episode and that wraps up our pre-reg mini-sode i know it was a bit sporadic and one was done at like the beginning of 2021 and one was done in the middle but I'm so sorry, like excuse me for my lack of coordination and organization. But that is everything from today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And you guys know the drill. If you want to get into contact about any topics you want me to cover, hit me up on the underscore 2020 podcast. And hopefully we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye guys.